Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome to Passive Income Group 360 podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. Happy New Year. It is January 1st, 2021. I cannot believe it. Um, 2020 kind of went by like a blur, but I can't say that I'm sad to see it go. <laughs> so yeah, Happy New Year. I wish everyone a safe and healthy and happy, prosperous 2021. And if you're thinking about starting a business, uh, you're kind of on the fence, or you, you've been doing research about the right type of business to start, I would suggest in 2021, just go for it. Just go for it. There's never going to be a perfect time. You know, you wait, maybe when my kids are older, when I retire, when I have enough money saved up, when this happens, when the moon is full, it's never going to be a perfect time. So I would suggest just just do it. Just do it. You'll learn as you go. Just don't get yourself into debt when you're starting out. But, you know, go ahead. Get ready to take the plunge. And if you need resources or guidance, um, you know, I would invite you to join me at PassiveIncomeGroup360.com. There are resources there and we help new and aspiring entrepreneurs just like you uh, start and grow their very first online business. So go ahead and join the group and get ready to get started in 2021. So in last week's episode, uh, the Christmas episode, we talked about digital marketing strategies. And if you didn't listen to that episode, digital marketing is just basically any type of marketing that's delivered digitally via uh, mediums like emails, social media, internet. And in 2021, it'll be just as important as it was in 2020 to use this to grow and scale any online business in, in an efficient way. And in the last episode, I did mention that there are 11 factors that you want to take into consideration before starting any kind of marketing strategy, right? So your overall strategy will include different individual marketing campaigns. So if you're doing emails and you're doing a blog, those can be individual digital marketing campaigns that are part of your overall strategy. And the first five um, that we covered last week, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode as well, were to define your business brand identity um, or define your business brand and identity, define your niche and identify, you know, a customer avatar. You want to set goals for your strategy, want to determine the best places to find your audience and to create content. So in this episode, I just want to go over the the last six. And um, number six would be to set a budget. So setting a budget allows you to monitor your finances and just to make sure that you're remaining profitable. It's really easy to sign up, you know, to place your um, ads in different places, Google, Facebook, um, TikTok, Pinterest, and have all these ads running, all these marketing campaigns running that may be costing you. It may not seem like a lot, 
because maybe you've only got $20, $30 invested in each platform at a time, but it adds up. And if you're not bringing any money in, then, you know, some of these efforts may be prohibiting you from actually seeing any kind of um, profit. So you want to set a budget and then monitor your finances carefully just to see where your money is going um, and compare it to how much you may be bringing in. And of course, in the beginning, you obviously don't expect to bring in, you know, a lot the first, you know, maybe 30 days, but keep track of it. And you don't want to go on and on. And you've been doing the same thing for a year, not seeing any, any progress or any growth. So definitely set a budget. Um, Seven would be to audit your existing assets. So do you already have social media pages? Um, Do you already have a website? Do you have a blog? Maybe you've only posted infrequently to your blog. Um, Maybe you've got a website that you really haven't updated and you haven't optimized. Take a look and do an audit of what you have already. Because you may already have things in place where you don't need to just, you know, throw out the whole, um, you know, throw everything away. You may be able to just update it and bring it back to life. If you have a blog and you haven't posted in, you know, six months or whatever, you know, don't get discouraged. Just look at it, see whether or not it still fits in with your brand, with your identity. Um, you know, are you still in that same niche? Are you still offering the same products? If not, make some changes and possibly make some um, additions to it and just bring it back to life. Because if you have a website that's been up for any period of time, you may be ranking for some keywords already in Google. So you don't want to start all over again with an entirely new domain name um, and start off from scratch if you don't have to. Uh, If you have a social media platform that you don't really want to Um, use anymore for promotion, then don't use it anymore. If there's a different platform that you think is better suited for your brand, then start over. But do an audit of what you have already. And if it's something that you have that you can, um, you know, kind of fix, revisit and revise, I would suggest you you do that. Um, But if it's something that's doing harm to your to your brand, because it's not really reflecting your your mission and your voice anymore, just scrap it and, and start over with something that really does speak to, you know, your product, your brand or your service. Now, the next thing I would suggest you do is to optimize your website if you have one. Now, okay, so optimizing your website does include search engine optimization because you want to make sure that you're being found by people who are doing a search for your particular product or service. So if you have a website, you want to be found by the search engines, of course, you know, Bing, Google, Yahoo. And I'm going to do an episode just on search engine optimization because this is a huge topic that really does deserve more attention um, than I'm giving it in this list. But it is something that you want to pay attention to if you have a website is making sure that your um, the keywords that you're using in your copyright, in your writing is optimized and reflects what people are actually looking for. You want to optimize your uh, images so that you name them, um, not only reflecting what is in the picture, but what people may be searching for. 
For example, I was looking for a logo for a blog post that I was uh, writing. And I believe I was looking for a Redbubble logo. And when I Googled Redbubble logo, I got a whole bunch of uh, Redbubble um, logo JPEGs. But then I also saw different images from people's websites because they had been using, um, I guess, Redbubble logos in their blog post. So I was actually seeing images that if I clicked on it, it would have taken me to someone's blog, which is what you want. Because I, all I did was Google Redbubble logo and someone, I guess, optimized their site or their image so that if someone searched for Redbubble logo, they actually appeared in the search, which is cool. So you get people clicking on your site just by searching for something that's not even really related to their blog post, but because their images were optimized, they still popped up when I typed in Redbubble logo. So you want to optimize for search engine optimization or SEO. And you also want to make sure that your website looks professional. It doesn't have to be, you know, top of the line, top notch. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on themes um, or, you know, well, you may want to pay someone to do your website for you if it's not something that you're comfortable with. But if you use a website like um, Wix, um, I would even say Squarespace, I think even a beginner could probably watch maybe a few YouTube videos if you needed to, just to get a little bit of help in um, creating the site. But a lot of it is drag and drop. So there are ways where you can create your own website and have them look really good and look really professional. So you want to make sure that you're optimized in that way as well. You don't want to have links in your website that well, people click on it and it'll take them to like the 404 error page. You want to make sure that's not happening. So, you know, optimizing is more than just search engine optimization. It's, it's making sure that it's an eye-catching website um, with good links. You want to have good quality content in there. And um, yeah, that's that's definitely something that you want to pay close attention to as a part of your digital marketing strategy. Okay, so number nine. Actually, before I move on to number nine with SEO. So SEO is not just for you if you have your own website. So if you're selling on another platform, like a print-on-demand platform, maybe um, um, Redbubble or, or um, Spreadshirt or something like that, you still want to name your products a certain way and you want to do your description in a way that will ensure people will find you. So you want to optimize whatever platform you're selling on, not just if you have your own website. So I just want to make make that clear. It's important that if you're selling... Um, let's say you're selling uh, cat t-shirts on Redbubble, that if you have a t-shirt of a tabby um, kitten, that you name it, you know, tabby kitten design. You don't want to name it, um, you know, adorable animal that women and men love because no one's going to search for that. You want to make sure that you have in your title and in your description, what's actually featured in your design. So if someone wants a cat t-shirt or if someone wants a t-shirt with a tabby cat on there or a kitten, that when they search that in the search bar, your item has a chance of popping up. 
So that's just an example. You want to make sure that everything is optimized regardless of the platform. Okay, so number nine would be to create your digital marketing campaign. So that, that way you have everything else in place. You have your platforms optimized for search. Um, you've looked at your budget to make sure that you've you know got money to, to do whatever it is you plan to do. You've created content to go into your um, onto your website if you have one. You know where your audience, you know where to find your audience. Um, you've set goals for your campaign and you have identified your niche and your brand. Now you're ready to go ahead and create your um, digital marketing campaigns. Remember I said each campaign together uh, will combine to form your digital marketing strategies. So now that you have all that stuff in place, you want to go ahead and start, I would suggest one at a time, um, your campaigns. Because launching too many campaigns at one time without evaluating the previous campaign can lead to a lot of confusion and just having a lot of campaigns that are based on the wrong assumptions and the wrong data. Because if you have, let's say you start out with an email marketing campaign and you're assuming your audience is in one place, right? So you put all of your email marketing efforts into finding um, potential customers or clients in that one um, pool of people. And then at the same time, um, you know, you start your website and you start writing a blog and you start to market your blog in that same pool, right? The same area where you were marketing with your uh, email campaign. And um, let's say you decide that you want to join you know, some Facebook groups and you're still targeting that same group of people, you don't get any sales. Well, what if it turns out that that really is not the right pool of people that you should be marketing to? You've based everything on the wrong assumption. If you had just done the email marketing campaign first to find out where your audience really is, then when you add other campaigns to your strategy, at least you'll know that you're in the right area and you're throwing more resources into the right group of people. So I would suggest you start slow, pick one campaign. It doesn't have to be email marketing. Maybe it's just starting on a social media platform, just one and put your information out there. Try to find your base, try to find your audience. And then once you get a good idea of where that audience can be found, then you can throw more resources in there and say, okay, now I know where my customers are. So now that I know where they are, I can just try different ways to reach them and, and to attract their attention. And once you find that out and you start making sales, you start gaining traction, I would definitely go ahead and just scale from there, um, you know, and put your efforts into a larger, broader strategy. Okay, so start off slow, find out what's working, um, and then scale from there. Now, once you're able to, you know, pinpoint your audience and you think you have everything, you know, going well, you kind of understand how to execute your different campaigns and you're feeling more comfortable with it, you may want to look into automation. Now, if you're doing something like social media posts and email marketing, 
it can be very time consuming if you're doing everything manually. So if you're posting on, you know, Instagram, you know, a couple of times a day and you're, you know, putting pins on Pinterest, you're creating the pins, maybe in Canva, some other software, doing all that yourself, it can be really time consuming. So in the beginning, nothing wrong with that at all because you're learning the process. Um, there are free versions of different automation software that you can try just to get your feet wet. But I would say down the road, just just like an FYI, um, keep a lookout for um, courses and even if they're free, but just different tutorials on automation in general. And it's something that you may want to consider. It'll just make life a lot easier because you can set up emails that can go out on their own. Um, you can set up emails, 30 emails in a sequence so that if one customer comes in, you can welcome them, segment them. You know, if they clicked on this link to say they want more content, they get these emails. If they didn't even click on your email, you can say, hey, did you get my email? Hello, <laughs> you know, I'm here. Um, there's just so many things you can do with automation. It can be overwhelming in the beginning, but, you know, it's something to look at down the line when you're a little bit more comfortable with whatever marketing campaign you're starting out with. But if you see tutorials on it, don't be afraid of it. Just, um, you know, take a look at it just so you can get an idea of what it is. And um, I would consider trying that down the road. And then evaluate everything that you've done. Just realize it's trial and error. Um, you want to test out each marketing campaign. You want to evaluate it and make changes or necessary. Um, it's, it's, you know, you got to look at everything, unfortunately. If you put out a marketing campaign, you don't get any response. You know, maybe the hard part is figuring out what exactly went wrong. If no one's clicking on your ad, then it's the ad, right? It's not your products because they haven't even clicked on the ad yet. So I wouldn't go changing up the product or service. I would look at the actual campaign. Maybe it's the way the email is written. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, the graphic that you put in the, um, in the ad. Try to change some things up, like change one thing at a time. So if you've got some um, written material and you have graphics, Maybe change the graphics, but leave the written material the same. See if you get a, a better response. Um, or maybe try to keep the graphics the same and change up the copyright and see if that gets a response. Um, play around with it until you get a better response. If you are getting a lot of clicks and a lot of views to your product or service, then it's not the ad. Like your marketing is probably doing really good. It's something about the product or service that you're offering. Maybe it's the price. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you, you want to try to do more to entice that person to go ahead and take the next step to click on your, your buy button. Um, so maybe work on the copyright and just, and do something to try to really um, get people to want to purchase your service. And I know it depends on what niche you're in. It depends on what you're offering. But if you're getting people clicking on your ad, I wouldn't change the ad. I would look at the actual product or service and see if there's a way you can tweak something um, to make people who clicked on the ad want to take that final 
uh, step and actually purchase from you. And I think that in 2021, it's important that we really take a better look or a deeper dive into digital marketing because that's it's huge. If you're selling a product or service, you know, that's is key, right? To be able to get people to see you and to want to purchase your products. That's that's how every business stays alive. It's it's with sales. So I think that in 2021, we're gonna look at a lot of this um in a in an in more in-depth manner. But I did want to go over all these factors um first before we take a deeper dive. But I thank you so much for listening. I thank all of you who have supported me through 2020. It's my first year doing this. I'm having a really good time. I'm enjoying um, talking about this stuff. I appreciate the feedback that I've received and the support. And I just, I can't thank you enough. And I'm in the United States. I thank everyone who's listening from the United States. And I really appreciate everyone who's outside of the country who has been listening to the show, supporting the show. Um, sending me their feedback. You just have no idea how much that means to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And, you know, if you have any comments, any show ideas, show suggestions, um, as always, I would encourage you to visit the website, passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast. Leave me your comments, suggestions, if you're listening on Anchor, you can even leave me a voicemail message. If you want me to play it on the show, I will do that. <laughs> if you don't want me to play it on the show, I'll just listen to it myself. Okay, so either way, feel free to reach out. And until next time, as always, be safe, be healthy. Peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe. And look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.